Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns with me, Blake Lambert Hack, your true crime paranormal podcast. Tonight, I am so excited to be joined by an incredible drag artist, a podcast host, a teacher. She acts, she dances, she sings. There's nothing this New York City breakthrough artist can't do. Welcome to the podcast, Marie. Oh my god, not you reading all of the accolades! And the list keeps going, it's but... It's crazy to hear it growing. Um, <laughs> the hi. resume keeps It does going. keep going. I'm kind of guy. I'm going to unravel it next time. I kind of want to scroll. Yeah, exactly. But I need like a good 10 more years of accomplishments, that way I can really like... Whoosh. Yeah, down the a train. Down the train. How are you, babe? I'm good, how are you? Yeah. Um, living <laughs> seems to be a challenge these days. Well, yes. I think we're managing it as well as we can. But yeah. I just want me and my girls to go on vacation. And you deserve And for none of us to pay for it. Well, that part. Emphasis on that. <laughs> yeah. Where would you go if you could? Oh, I'm going to London, babe. You know, yes, <laughs> you know uh, I have business to um, yes. handle. So. I'm sure. Have you talked to Dinah about it? Yeah. I'm sure yeah, there's yeah, places yeah. you can say for free. I, Oh, I'm going to see someone where I will be staying for free. That's why we're trying to get to London because I know I have a place to stay Perfect. and a person to see. Yeah, absolutely. Love bombing. Oh, I forgot that. Yes. <laughs> oh, we won't get into that tea. <laughs> yes, yes. Where yes. would you go? Um, I've n- never left the country, honestly, and it's one of my things. Yeah, I'm. St- I'm biting at the bit at this point. Like, yeah. I will go anywhere. Okay, That's cute. out. I, I'm almost positive I'm going to Hawaii in May, so I'm very excited for that, because I haven't done that yet. Um, I'm so jealous. But I would love to go to London. Yes. I, would, I have so many friends from Italy. I would love to go to Italy. Oh, my God. I think you would love Italy. I would love Italy. You would love Italy. I want to go to Venice really badly. Yeah. Um, and we have to before she's no longer. Well, that's what I keep saying. Exactly. Same thing about Miami. My friend just moved to Miami, and I would love to visit. I, I might visit Miami like a long weekend soon. Spirit, but... $20. Oh, my God. Boom, 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 I said boom. I would never fly Spirit you again. You shouldn't. But... It was a joke. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Please do not do that. We might not see you, babe. And I would 100%. Like, I would like to see you, my love. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Australia isn't my number one always. Mm-hmm. I want to visit Australia is so badly, but like the flights are so expensive. So they are. It's a later down the road thing. I'm never gonna pass up an opportunity if it comes, but right. I've never been particularly interested for some reason to That's go fair. down under. That's fair. I think the furthest I would go over there is like Thailand, Indonesia. Beautiful. It looks beautiful. It does. I want to do South Korea. I want to do Seoul. Ooh, I want I to do, do Seoul. Seoul so bad. I think it would be everything. I used to have a voice teacher in college, and they somehow got like. Picked for like a reality TV singing competition. Okay, work in Korea, and I was like, "What? (laughs) (laughs) How does that happen?" And they sing like fluent in Korean. See, that's what's so hard. Like I, when I was in college for voice, um, we had a artist come in and kind of like teach a class about singing Mm -hmm. in Chinese or like Mandarin. Yeah, and she was just explaining how difficult it is because yeah. There will be a lot of the same words, but if you say them at different pitches, yep. it means different things. Yes. So, like, how does that happen when you're singing on different notes? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, very fascinating. I used to do chamber choir in high school. And we sang in a lot of different languages, and it's always very interesting to see how they translate to music. Yeah. I think French is the best. Fuck English. And Spanish. I hate French. 
French is beautiful. French oh is no, beautiful. speaking it is I awful. Hate French. And if there are any French <laughs> listeners, so sorry. Um, I did study the language, which is why I feel like I can say that. That's fair. Um, I'm partial to German. I love singing in German. I've never sang in German. It's it can be hard. Yeah, I can imagine in many different ways. But. I, can, I was like, I can imagine Latin. Obviously, is fun to sing in too. I love yeah. I have sang in Russian. We'll never oh, sing God, in Russian again. So hard. We'll never sing in Russian. <laughs> well, for this story tonight, we're not we're staying in the United States. Yay! But we're staying in the Midwest. Something <gasps> Yay, you and I both Midwest know very well honor. about. <laughs> well, before we get into it, mm-hmm. how would you describe a ghost? Um, I think there are various forms. Actually, I don't. I think the issue with like ghosts in popular culture is that. I think people try to simplify it to, like, one idea of, like, an apparition. Right. But I think there are many kind of ghosts. Um, I think apparitions are ghosts, yes. But I think they're, like... I guess the difference between a ghost and a spirit is, like, a ghost hasn't passed. They're, like, still in the in-between of the afterlife and dying, whatever that means. Like, they're dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they haven't, like, transitioned beyond... To whatever beyond Whatever is is beyond the beyond. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're they're closer to, like, their soul is still closer to this earth. Right. It is away from it. That makes sense. That's a ghost to me. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. And then I think spirits are, like... Right. Things that have like transitioned far beyond, which is why they can be like terrifying. Yeah, and like really cool. I, I guess ghosts can too. I usually like stick with the term paranormal because yeah. it is more like umbrella term. Exactly, and, like ghosts fall in, ghost yeah. spirits, whatever fall under that. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know if there's a happy ghost though. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they're all in transition somewhere. So. Okay. I don't know if I believe in like ghosts that aren't either mourning or sad or angry or like confused. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've yeah. seen ghosts. So it's like Yeah, no I, same. That's why. Okay, we'll talk about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> we'll That's I'm like stay tuned. Ghosts get real, y'all. <laughs> okay, so today's story, we are headed to the turn of the century, Indiana. Okay. I can't stand Indiana. Is that in between us? There. Yes. Yes. Because for listeners, I'm from Illinois. Marie is from Ohio. Whoa. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to put your business warning, out there. Trigger warning, Trigger uh, But yeah, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, right between us. In a small town called Laporte, or Laporte. I don't think I know that one. Me either. We don't need to go. It's fine. Uh, for those unfamiliar to Indiana... Um, I was being really shady when I wrote this, but it's about an hour drive from Chicago. It's like northeast area, kind of like right under Michigan. Okay, hurt, hurt. Today it has a population of over 20,000, but I am going to start a story on the morning of April 28th, 1908, when a pig farm in Laporte went up in flames. Neighbors noticed the fire relatively quickly, and the fire was contained before any surrounding area could catch fire. But when investigators tried to pinpoint how the fire started, they discovered four corpses amongst the destruction. Three of the four corpses were immediately identified as the three children that lived on the farm, Myrtle, Lucy, and Philip. The fourth corpse was that of an adult female, 
thought to be the children's mother, Belle, but she could not be identified because the woman was decapitated and the head was missing. Investigators asked neighbors and friends of the family, and many of them did not think the corpse was Belle's because of the height and weight discrepancies. However, the coroner pronounced Belle as the body and pronounced her dead. Investigators immediately focused in on a man named Ray Lampfear because he was seen running away from the fire the morning of. Mm. Ray was a hired hand of Bell's, and a few months after the fire, Ray was charged for arson and murder. After the trial, Ray was convicted of arson, but acquitted of murder. And while in prison, Ray knew he was sick and not getting better, so he reached out to Reverend Edwin Shell to give a deathbed confession. What are your thoughts so far? I just threw a lot at you. So I do this thing when I hear stories like this or I'm watching the movie in my head. Yeah. And you got to deathbed confession. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I think the first thing I'm thinking about is the family discrepancies on identifying the body. Yeah. There's something about that that feels scary. Mm-hmm. The missing head. It being a pig's farm fire yeah like it just feels like a lot of sacrificial things that yeah. feel present in the space yeah um yeah usually these stories you get one of those things yes. in a story <laughs> well anytime something ghost related and flames are around like i'm automatically thinking seance trying to pull something into this world that's not meant to be into <laughs> this world gotcha yeah yeah um or burning something for the purposes of like right 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 honoring yeah some kind of deity almost like hereditary in a way very hereditary (laughs) very um archive 81 yes anyone i just watched that that's why i'm so like fresh on the um spiritual spooky things (laughs) because i do think there are multiple planes oh yeah yeah yeah. and this story feels like somebody was trying to engage with one of them especially in 1908 girl first off y'all indiana is haunted all over (laughs) Okay, I've only been to Indianapolis, and that was more than enough because... More than enough. That is the, like, biggest city in Indiana, yeah. and it is, like, a ghost town. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> so, we're going to take it back and talk about the people in this story. Okay. So, mainly Belle. Yes. So, she was originally born Brynhild Stortseth. Oh, we have a name change. Yes, yeah, we do, girl. baby. Stop in, <laughs> listeners. She's born on November 11th, 1859 in Norway. She was the youngest of eight children, but when she turned 14, she began working on neighboring farms in Norway by milking, herding mm-hmm. cattle, etc. She started working at 14 because she wanted to save enough money to move to New York City. Oh, good God. <laughs> in 1908. This was like late 1800s. She's mm-hmm. like, I want to move to the big city. And it's like, don't we all? And when you do, <laughs> Diva. <laughs> and when you do, my love. Uh, I wrote, the American dream, baby. No, literally. <laughs> So one of her older sisters had already moved to the States Mm -hmm. and was living in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So once Brynhild saved enough, she made the journey to New York City, Mm -hmm. where when she was going through immigration, she changed her name to Belle. I'm always so curious about immigrating and name changes in the 1900s in particular. Yeah, I know a lot of it has to do with like, 
Americans, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. being like, yeah, we can't pronounce that. Yep. Change your name. <laughs> Especially last name. I feel like names. there's something so interesting. I don't know. I've never went. No, I used to want to change your name, but that's when you're a kid, so like that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've had. I've actually never want to change my name ever. No. And even all my like stage names or what I use and mm-hmm. other things are just like iterations of the name I already have. Same. She went through immigration at Castle Clinton on the mm-hmm. south side of Manhattan since Ellis Island wasn't in operation yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bell moved in. She moved in eleven years prior. So that's why she didn't go through Ellis Island. Anyway, once in the States, she traveled to Chicago and lived with her sister, Nellie, and her husband, Mm -hmm. which that trip sounds awful. In the 1800s. So she didn't stay in New York. No. She just, you know, it was the taking a ship or like traveling from Norway, then taking a ship all the way. the ship? Do you know? I may have written it down. Hold on. I think it was... Um, like months long. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, I should have played attention in my black studies and um, black history classes. But <laughs> I think it's also a greater distance from Africa, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, every time I think about immigration by way of ship and not airplane. Right. Um, I seem to forget that it isn't like a two, three week thing at sea. It, exactly. No, it's a mo- at least a month probably longer and she's 22 at this time she doesn't speak english she doesn't have like map a gps or like any like i yeah you just have to trust that people know where they're (laughs) going exactly oh my god and then it's a 13 like today it's a 13 hour drive from new york to (laughs) chicago yeah i don't want to know how long it was at that point (laughs) but they have railroads by now yeah 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 I'm just glad I was born when I when we were born. Do you believe in reincarnation? Um, I don't not believe in it. Cute. Um, I haven't done a lot of like study or research on it, but I don't not believe that it's possible. I often imagine lifetimes I've had um, well before the one we're in now. Um, so yeah, there, yeah. there's a 1920s New York version of me. And you know what? I love a flapper version yeah. of you. Oh my I God. I was in version. Harlem carrying. Oh my God, yes. I still think it was some form of like drag and or just oh, being yeah, yeah, trans. Yeah. Obviously, they're not synonymous. No. Um, You know, some listeners, you got to forewarn. <laughs> no, absolutely. But... Yeah, reincarnation feels real to me. I like. There's that. something that yeah, I'm I want to believe that, that. <laughs> out of this story. I don't know. Okay. Well, in Chicago, she worked. Bell worked as a domestic servant before mm. getting a job at a butcher shop, mm. which feels more appropriate mm-hmm. for a woman that grew up on mm-hmm. farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I really can't imagine Bell as a servant. No. Apparently, she was just like bigger built mm. woman. Um, so. Mm. Butcher feels right. <laughs> after <laughs> not to be, um, after living in Chicago for three years, Bell met and married a man named Mads Albert Sorensen. Mads, I don't know how I feel about that name. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Two years later, they opened their own candy store, which honestly sounds really wholesome. A little can- getting married. I'm very curious store. about this trajectory <laughs> of butcher 
to candy store <laughs> exactly. owner. Exactly. Okay. She mits, uh, what is it? Butcher, baker, mm-hmm. candy stick maker, whatever that phrase is. She, I've never heard that. Oh, she skipped the baker part, but servant. I mean, you have to kind of butcher. bake with candy A to some bit. degree. I'm sure they had baked goods in the candy shop in the 1800s. Ugh. Well, it's gelatin primarily, and gelatin comes from like a lot of animal. True. So songs. she has that. And she, that's why I'm sitting there like, oh True. my god, I don't know if I want a butcher to be making candy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, the sweet store did not end up doing so hot. Right. <laughs> so, um, but fortunate for them, the store burnt down, no injuries. But they were able to collect insurance money. Lucky them. So this is not Miss Thing's first fire. Well. (laughs) (laughs) With the money that the insurance gave them, they bought a new house. They had four children. Mm -hmm. Caroline, Axel, Myrtle, and Lucy. Sadly, Caroline and Axel died in infancy from acute colitis. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be caused by virus, parasite, food poisoning, etc. 1900s. Exactly. And it's obviously (laughs) worse for infants, easier Mm -hmm. for infants. The symptoms are nausea, fever, diarrhea, abdominal pain. It's awful for a baby. I was about to say, which is the worst way to die. Yes, it's horrible. Today, colitis usually solves itself out, but back then it was just like, it's a no-go. And a baby. (laughs) So sad. So in 1900, the family was registered in the Chicago census, stating that they housed their children, Myrtle, Lucy, and an adopted daughter, Jeannie. On July 30th, 1900, death strikes again Mm -hmm. and took the life of Belle's husband, Albert, who died from heart failure. Mm. After his death, Belle moved to LaPorte, Indiana with Mm -hmm. her kids and started a pig farm. You know what? You gotta stick with what you know. Honestly, you know farming in Norway. You know farming or butchering in Chicago. You might as well. I think it's a really this is the smartest choice I've ever heard him make. I so agree. Far. It's a smart life decision. Mm-hmm. You know, pack up your things, go someplace cheaper. Don't you know you can do what you do well? Exactly. Listen, listen here, kids. Do what you know well. It's not drag. <laughs> 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 Um, she went back to what she knew, and almost two years later, Belle married a man named Peter Gunnis, which mm. is how we get her name, Belle Gunnis. Okay, cute. Peter was also from Norway and was a butcher by uh, profession. Sadly, his infant daughter passed away shortly after the marriage. What are the odds? I know. And by December... Peter would also succumb to death. Oh my god! Um, so, no. there's a lot happening. It sounds like really quickly, this is over the course of like a few years, yeah. but like still. It's three no, just kids. just like the deaths, the children. Yeah. Hmm. Three infants and two husbands. She has some juju on her. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of something. Something's off. Uh, I mean, investigators did investigate Mm -hmm. the death of her second husband uh they asked about peter and bell explained that a sausage grinder toppled off a shelf and struck peter in the head Hmm. 
There's a difference of opinions amongst historians on what happened there. Some say Peter was reaching for a grinder and on a high shelf when it fell, mm-hmm. hitting him in the head. While others uh, say he bent down to tie his shoe when the grinder fell off the counter, striking his head and killing him. We don't really know. Hmm. Either way, Hmm. investigators looked into possible murder, Mm -hmm. but nothing came of the investigation. Cute. But because of that, Peter's brother, Gust, took Peter's oldest daughter to live with him in Wisconsin instead of staying with Belle. Because Belle was not her mother. You're right. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if she officially adopted her at that point. Her. But. Okay. In May 1903, Belle gave birth to her son, Philip, thought to be Peter's. Thought to be. Right. Things seemed to calm down for four years. Jeannie moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. to go to Lutheran College in 1906. And in 1900, it is a far move, but she is her adoptive daughter. Mm-hmm. So who knows at that, you know. And in 1907, Bell employed a farmhand named Ray Lampfear, who we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just a farmhand, though. When Ray got drunk, he would brag about sleeping with his employer, Bell Gunnis. Yeah, there we go. But, like, you never kiss and tell. Like, come on. If you're sleeping with your employer, you So the reason that. why I'm not allowed to be famous yet, y'all, is because... <laughs> In my early 20s. Especially as a trans woman in particular, I would have been fucking every celebrity that was interested. <laughs> and obviously I'm not saying that to say I would have ran my mouth, but the thought of them being able to run theirs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all just learned something very personal about me. <laughs> but I know that. Like, I yeah. know that. But, like, we would all do that. Yeah. It's different because. But I'm right. not worried about us. Like, <laughs> we know how to shut the fuck up. Exactly. I am. Yeah, people who kiss and tell are always really scary people to yeah. me. It's like something is just off. And that's why today we have NDAs. Because. <laughs> I don't want to make you sign something. Have <laughs> sex with me. That's so extra. Just shut up. For real, though. No, I agree. NYC. <laughs> <laughs> so. Especially in this time period, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. You cannot be having sex outside of like marriage. Like, she's about to say she's unmarried. Exactly. Double widowed. Yeah. It's not... All these kids. Ugh. Yeah, that was not... It was frowned upon, for sure. <laughs> I wrote, Ray was messy boots. And is. <laughs> Even though Belle would occasionally sleep with Ray, she didn't view him as, like, the marrying type. Which... Makes sense. She said farmhand. She's like, you ain't got money. (laughs) Farmhand. She is a woman of the turn of the century. She needs to marry above her to make money, uh, not below her status. So Belle decided to put personal ads in the paper. It read, quote, widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in LaPorte County. Indiana, Mm -hmm. desires to make the acquaintance Uh of a gentleman equally well provided Mm -hmm. with the view of joining fortunes. Not OG Tinder. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with a personal visit. 
Triflers need not apply. Unquote. Trifler. Don't be trifling, bitch. That was trifling. Stay away. Triflers need not apply. That's going to be in my profile from here on out. Period. <laughs> OG Tinder is scary. For real. Personal ad. Like, anybody could be knocking. Like No triflers. But no triflers. Be yeah. honest. That sounds almost <laughs> like no TS. Ooh. <laughs> no. Ooh, everyone. Oh, no, because that is no one says triflers anymore. That's the new thing it's on true. all the apps. Yeah. <laughs> no TS <laughs> or only TS, and both are awful. <laughs> so oh. don't be those people. Don't be a trifler. We moved away from BBC, and now mm-hmm. we got to move away from the next yes. problem. Oh my god, BBC <laughs> to trans people being the new obsession is crazy. <laughs> Um, well, because of that ad, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> several men with yes. money responded to the ad because you know she's got she's got a, enough money to sustain herself and her she kids. She also has land, and she has land exactly. Mm-hmm. They would visit Belle, taking her on carriage rides and showing her the best that Laporte, Indiana, has I was to about offer. The nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, no girl. <laughs> In return, she swapped her farm overalls for her nicest dresses and did her hair in the latest fashions. Drag. She is a drag queen. She knew how to get a man. She's already been married twice and she's sleeping with the farm man. She knew how to get a man. These men came from all over Minnesota, Missouri, South Dakota, etc. Like all over the Midwest. People were coming a knocking. During all of this, Ray became extremely jealous and got into a fight with Belle, which led her to fire him. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Because shut up. <laughs> that was strike number one. You're telling people at the bar we're sleeping together, strike one. Hey, go get a better job if you want me, strike two. Exactly. You work for me. And then you're going to get into a fight with me about me wanting to marry somebody. Have fun being unemployed. That part. <laughs> She then went to the police and told them that Ray was not mentally well. Oh my god. And was a menace to society. Now, now she- <laughs> please. Now, girl. <laughs> One thing I do not like. I'm always team get your lick back. And I'm sure he did something to warrant that. But I'm never team police. Because that always just feels like a certain Yeah. A certain level of like you're really trying to fuck somebody's shit up yeah in a way where it's like if you're not being wholly genuine and why you were doing that it's gonna come back when you bitch a hundred percent i'm a judge judy fan i've been watching yeah. i watch her judy justice show mm-hmm. every morning mm-hmm. every morning and she's always like whenever there's like a family uh case specifically she's always like now why are you suing your aunt mm-hmm. that is family why are we I'm suing team her more often than not, like, going to the police is to hurt someone, not to do right. anything other than... Right. Right. Firing him is ex- the correct move. Yes, absolutely. Even... And then not talking to him again. Right. The last thing you need to do is to... And it will also be one thing if she kept it, like, specific to herself, being like... This yes. person is a menace to society. <laughs> exactly. When he was menacing your society, it's crazy to yes. me. <laughs> to go to the police and say that, yeah. Uh, and because of that, they held a hearing 
but they found him sane and they released him because she's just being shady <laughs> girl a few days later bell shows back up to the police to tell them that ray came to the farm and threatened her and her family well maybe she's not being shady <laughs> so i think the first time keep it to yourself he gonna pop back up yes but also go say that you know what i mean yeah 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 <laughs> Not mentally unwell. <laughs> like, they can't do a psyche vow. I just hate when people do that to people's psyches. Yeah. Especially in a time like this, where you could have been locked up for mental illness for having a period. Like, for, like don't get me wrong. Did Ray deserve, like, that? Yes, but in truth. Right. Exactly. I agree. They arrested Ray for trespassing. Uh... But Ray didn't stay in jail for long and continued to show up to Bell's farm. So now he's stalking. Yeah, and I get why she said mentally ill. <laughs> Instead of going to the police, because obviously they didn't help the first two times, she went to a lawyer and told him she feared for her life and her kids' lives because Ray threatened to kill Bell and burn the house down. That's what I would have said first. Yeah. Not menace to society. You know what I mean? Because it just sounds like a little... Yeah. Like, hmm. Right. It does come across as uppity and like I'm above and you're versus a, being like, I think a... this man might kill me and my family. Exactly. Yeah. But it did come back around because now that's exactly what you have to go say. Exactly. Which had you said it the first time. Right. But also this is not woman blaming and or woman shaming. And I apologize, Belle, you did what you thought was best. <laughs> but you know, next time. Well, because of that, they drew up a will, leaving the state to her children. So, by the chance that she and does all of this die is public anything, knowledge, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> in February 1908, Bell hired a new farmhand named Joe Maxton, who, in the early morning of April 28th, awoke to the smell of smoke. He jumped up, called for Bell. But when he didn't hear anything, he jumped from his bedroom window on the second floor and ran to town for help. Mm-hmm. And that gets us back to the beginning of the story. Fire breaks out. They investigate. So Smart farmhand. Do you have any final thoughts before we take a quick break here? Um, it all makes sense to me now in a way. Though, I hate that things like a will and what is promised in that will can be public knowledge. Yeah. Because no one needs to know that yeah. was going to the kids. Yeah, I one I wonder how easy it was to access that mm-hmm. in 1908 or like the early 1900s. But or even if there were laws about public or private, I'm not sure. But yeah, this story is starting to make sense to me. Yeah, what do you think? The it's just a lot of everyone is flirting with danger. Yes. Which makes me feel bad in the sense of, like, I can't really judge anyone is where I'm settling. Yeah. Because if you play with fire, well. (laughs) (laughs) Clock that T. Well, with that, let's take a quick break here, (laughs) and we will be right back.
We are back. So we left off with the fire. Gaggy. Uh, the fire has been doused. Ray has been arrested and charged for arson and sentenced to 2 to 21 years in Michigan City, Indiana State Prison. A man named Azel <laughs> Hell Hellion arrived Hell in Hellion. the... Yeah. Azel Hell Hellion is the... Like, that's a name, bitch. Coming to the stage. <laughs> Azel said that his brother withdrew his life savings before mm. heading to Indiana to meet with Bell, but Andrew was never heard from after withdrawing the money. Because of this, he first went to the police, which they said they couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. because they didn't know he was Indiana. They don't know where he's at. So instead, he went to the farm. And while he was there, he watched investigators dig up eight men's watches, assorted bones, and human teeth. The investigators made their way to a hog pen where they uncovered four bodies hacked apart and placed in cloth bags with quicklime to cover the smell. One of the four bodies was identified as Andrew by his brother, because his brother was there watching it all. During this time, Joe Maxton was interviewed, and he told investigators that Bell had asked him to bring tons of dirt to fill in depressions in the ground around the farm to essentially make the ground level. After the information, investigators went back to the farm and continued to dig. And on May 3rd, 1908, they found three more bodies. Two of the bodies were of children, and the third was identified as Jeannie. (gasps) Belle's adoptive daughter, everyone thought had gone to college in L.A. two years prior. As the days went on, more and more bodies were uncovered. Seven bodies were identified. So. I told y'all, I did not trust her from the time she changed her name. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. So what is your take? What do you think is happening at this point? Um, I'm serious when I believe in, like, occultism. Um... Because there's just so many various forms of it. Yeah. There are so many iterations. Um, Like who, not, I don't think these are cults, but like (laughs) even in terms of thinking about like hoodooism and voodooism in Mm -hmm. terms of like sacrificing bones, teeth, watches. Um, And I mentioned those because that's what I have more of knowledge of. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> be careful girls but <laughs> um we've got the whole voodoo lineup right here in front of us girl, like the girls do not know this is why i try and be as nice as i can y'all um <laughs> oof. but yeah uh, i i think she was up to some things and she's a butcher mm-hmm. and she's a butcher mm-hmm. and she's a butcher so, the seven bodies that were identified were Ole Budsberg from Wisconsin, who disappeared in May 1907, Thomas Lindbow, who had left Chicago to work for Bell in 1905, Henry Gerthold from Wisconsin, who answered Bell's ad, Olaf Svenherud from Chicago, John Moe from Minnesota, 
Olaf Lindblom from Wisconsin, and Benjamin Carling from Chicago. And then her adopted daughter, Jeannie. I'm curious with the men, if they were all bringing money with them, like what was that situation? Like there's obviously a world where separate from any kind of like spiritual things that she's doing it to just steal their money, which, you know, Mm -hmm. the, um, womanist in me is very much like, give it Tiva, (laughs) but I'm just very suspicious of Miss Bell. Yes. And her intentions. As you should be. (laughs) (laughs) As news spreads of bodies being uncovered at the farm, relatives of missing people came flocking to Laporte to see if their loved ones were amongst the many bodies found on the farm. And I'm going to list some suspected victims that could never be identified because of their bodies being mutilated, time spent Mm -hmm. underground, so on and so forth. The bodies had their arms chopped off at the shoulders, legs cut off at the knee, and the heads decapitated, and then all of them put in a bag and buried. Just so you know. So she has limbs. Yes. So some of the suspected victims are uh, Christy Helkven from Wisconsin, Charles Newberg, Philadelphia, John McJunkin, Pittsburgh, Olaf Jensen, Indiana, Burt Chase, Indiana, George Bradley, Illinois, TJ Tefland, Minnesota, Frank Reedinger, Wisconsin, Emil Tell, Missouri, Lee Porter, Oklahoma, John Hunter, Pennsylvania, and Abraham Phillips, West Virginia. God damn, this is a, this is longer than my resume. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is I've crazy. Also, just like listed at least ten different states. This is crazy. Yeah. The, go ahead. No, because even the ad to me was suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, like. <laughs> I'm Triflers, not me. I was like, why. I'm gonna stop guessing because she needed pure. Ooh, you can't sacrifice a trifling. <laughs> yeah, these uh. And she said she was looking for men that had the same amount of stature that Mm -hmm. she had. And, you know, she's like, you have to come visit if you're going to, you can't marry me unless you come visit. Oh my God. And Roy, Ray, Ray, is that his name? The The farmhand. Yeah. Ray. Made a confession, not to the police before he died, to a priest. Clock that tea. Something's coming. (laughs) (laughs) The other remains could not be identified. They uncovered enough remains to piece together 14 bodies. Oh, my God. But the number of victims uh, has been estimated to be up to 40 people. Ray was diagnosed with tuberculosis Mm -hmm. and on his deathbed confessed to the reverend that Bell lured men to the farm, murdered them in many different ways, Mm -hmm. cut their bodies up and put them in sacks. Then it was Ray's job to cover them in quicklime and bury them on the farm. Even though he helped bury the victims, Ray swore he did not murder anyone. The most common way Bell murdered the men was to either cook them a large breakfast and drug their coffee or food. And when the men were stumbling or unconscious, she would split uh, their head with a meat chopper. <gasps> She was also known to chloroform her victims while they were asleep. Mm -mm. 
one suitor specifically who answered her ad awoke in the middle of the night to see Belle standing over his bed, holding a candle, staring intensely at him. He woke up and gasped, and she ran out of the room. And because of that incident, he quickly gathered his belongings and left the farm that night. Good for him. He's the only known survivor of Belle. Good for him. Now, as for the headless Mm -hmm. adult woman found in the fire, Ray claimed that Belle lured a woman from Chicago to the farm under the pretense of hiring her as a housekeeper. She followed the same steps of killing her as she did the men, but she only decapitated the woman and weighed the head down in a swamp nearby. Then Belle took her own false teeth out and placed them next to the body, so the investigators thought that it would be Belle. She also put her own clothing on the corpse. Ray said she chloroformed her kids, set the farm on fire, and fled into the woods. Ray seen all of this. So I guess my question for you is, do you think Belle died in the fire? No, and I didn't think so from the moment the family came. I just feel like... I've never had to identify a body, but I would like to believe that some spiritual intuition would take over mm-hmm. in a moment like that, and you would know. Mm-hmm. That's fair, yeah. I think it, it was like, I don't know how intense the fire was or how mm-hmm. much it burned down, but obviously they were able to identify the three kids. Especially if this is a large woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In a yeah. time where like... America was just um, turning over from being starved, <laughs> and she's not yes. American. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's very fishy for sure. And hearing these things, yeah, I don't think she died. When asked why Belle would do all of this, thank you. That was my question. Ray told them she did it for the money. Every husband that died, Belle collected their life insurance. Every child of hers that died, she collected their life insurance. The men answering the ads brought their entire life savings under the idea they were to get married and combine their wealth. Instead, Belle would murder the men, take their money, and some of them brought as much as $1,500 in 1900, which today would be around $47,000. Ray speculated that Belle accumulated more than $250,000 in 1908 which today four or 6.7 million dollars good for her i hate how she did it but good for her yeah uh, possibly murdered up to 40 people collected around 6.7 million dollars when investigators checked her bank accounts There was a small amount left in a savings account, but the rest had been withdrawn by the time of the fire. Of course. For decades after the fire, people around the United States claimed to have seen Belle living in their cities. Mm -hmm. The last sighting was in 1931. One sighting was in Mississippi, uh, in a town, like a small town, where it was thought this woman owned a large property in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Uh, But another sighting that same year said Belle was living under the name Esther Carlson in L.A., where she was arrested for poisoning a man 
for his money. However, before someone could come and identify Belle, this woman, Esther, died while awaiting trial. So we will never know. I mean, she has the money to, like, have multiple locations, multiple pieces of land, literally yes. all over the city. I'm sure she had safe houses everywhere. That's true. She could have owned a property in Mississippi and a property in mm-hmm. L.A. Especially if she accumulated that much money at that time. Mm-hmm. And I believe there was, like, no, like, income tax or anything like that. So exactly. they just, she just... Had it's also millions of not dollars. 2024 so like <laughs> yeah remaining anonymous first off you can do that with that amount of money yeah. in today's time Absolutely. so like well before hyper surveillance mm-hmm. she would have no issue exactly and the little sketches or photos they put in the mm-hmm. newspaper are not going to be able to no it's not good enough to Mm-mm. you can you could hand that out to every girl person she's a drag artist come on <laughs> She can transform herself however she would. One like. day overalls, next day the Girl. finest dress you could imagine. Oh, if I ever and... have to go on the run, like the reason why I'm not getting FFS is because if I ever have to disappear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do so by way of FFS, yeah, and I'm yeah. talking severe, okay, <laughs> severe FFS, and y'all will never be able to clock or recognize. I love it. And if you do ever disappear, I'll take this episode down so they don't know that you're... <laughs> no, it's okay. You're not going to know. Like, <laughs> you can let this be the like trail of like, okay, we know it's a woman wow. who has FFS, but do you know how many cis women in this world have FFS, <laughs> let alone the trans women, okay? I Stealth love, is wealth. I love the idea of you disappearing and the police having to listen to this entire podcast to hear be like... <gasps> or if I really wanted to gag the girls, I would live as Maurice. Clock that too. <laughs> Right. That really was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, I don't know you I would have to. I would have to go through some surgery to like change how I look or some shit because I think we all would. There's like I can't growing facial hair would not be enough for me. <laughs> so it's just like I'd have to go on Actually a, you could if you just got a really crazy beard and dyed it a different color. Maybe either gained a lot of weight or like lost a crazy amount of weight. No, I think it's possible for everybody. (laughs) I do. Like, I really do. I feel like, yeah. Well, after everything came out Mm -hmm. about all the bodies and everything, uh, the media nicknamed her Hell's Bell. Yep. Hell's Princess. Mm. Female Bluebeard. Mm -mm. uh, And the Laporte Ghoul. I like Laporte Ghoul. I like Hell's Bells. Yeah, I like Hell's Bell. What was the one after Hell's Bell? Hell's Princess. Yeah, I don't like that yeah, one. Yeah, it's a little. And the one after that was the worst. Female Blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, just let that go. I get it, but But no. the Laporte Ghoul? Ooh. Ghoul is a good one. Laporte Ghoul. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so cutty. They are good. That's the problem with Yeah, Laporte it's like, it's like, Ghoul. Ooh, some of them are real good. In 2007, grad students from University of Indiana found a letter from Bell that was still sealed, mm. hoping there would be enough DNA to test against the corpse. They were given permission to exhume the headless corpse mm-hmm. for testing, but when they tested the envelope, it was too degraded to gain any real identification. So as of now, it is still a mystery. Mm. So they couldn't read the letter? Well, I think they read the letter, but they couldn't get any... Um, 
That's fine. DNA the DNA, what did the letters? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. I was watching the new Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. that just came out, and they found they were doing a, a research on Pompeii, mm-hmm. and they found they didn't know they were scrolls because they were so degraded and yeah. like I mean they were preserved because of the volcanic ash and stuff, but they didn't look like scrolls. Yeah. However, doing research, they were and they showed it on the show. They were able to digitally scan the scroll still rolled. Yeah. And then on the screen, unroll it to read what the scroll said. How does that work? Crazy. They did like, a, they would do a certain depth of scan mm. and then another, de- a deeper depth and then mm-hmm. a deeper depth of mm-hmm. the rolled mm-hmm. scroll. And then they unfurled it online. And I was like, girl. Unsolved mysteries in the year 2024 is so annoying because the, I'm like, exactly. so much technology <laughs> the at technology. our disposal. Nothing yes. should be unsolved. Yes. There's no reason why I mean, we should be able to read that. there's always be great mysteries of the world that we're not meant to know. But like in this plane, <laughs> on this time, on this planet right now, there should be no yeah, unsolved it's, mysteries. It's kind of crazy. For sure. But that's how you know spirits and ghosts are real, y'all. Because if they don't want us to know, we're not going to know. That part. And aliens. And everything like that. Oh, aliens are real. I I still kind of think that whole, like, there were aliens in Miami. I still kind of believe it. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to y'all. No, I agree. I I think it's silly to think we're the only people in this galaxy. Only forms of, like, being. And I still stand by, like, aliens don't have to be, like, green, gray Mm-mm. People walking around. It could be a micro organism. Y'all gagging the aliens be. are actually all of our electronics. <laughs> and they are transformers. <laughs> and they've transformed. I love that. Uh, yeah, so we'll never, as of right now, we don't know uh, who the woman was. We don't know where Belle ended up. We don't know. We just don't know. This is an unsolved mystery. There's a world where it's not like spiritually related. There's a world where it was just to, like, get money from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, crazy sacrificial intentions. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a world where... Well, you know, I'm going to believe <laughs> in the fun world where, like, she was doing this to honor some deity of sort. Yeah. But... I... Look, we... will only know if we go back in time and ask her. I just feel like... Well, now it's to get the life insurance, so they had to die. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think it is really unfortunate that she killed all her kids. And that's what I'm curious about, but there's also a world where the kids found out. Right. Right. But then it does go back to the first couple infants that died and mm-hmm. it's like did they actually die from did they colitis? die did they is there a reason why you weren't allowed to have children miss thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's a there's a lot more questions than we have answers for which is but... always the fun thing about these kind of situations yeah but no i do want to know like what was your intention yeah yeah in the killing the kids in particular. Well, it's like there's. Well, I, she probably knew she was about to get caught. Actually, that is also a motive. Yeah. Like you can't run around the world in the way that she had to with kids. That's real. Absolutely, you can't. Like you can't be on the run with children. Of course. I just. I think for me, what makes it so frustrating is that 
the last three kids mm-hmm. that died in the fire. To me, she didn't need to kill them. You already have $6 million. Ditch your pig farm. Say, you know what? I've actually had enough of farming. I'm going to retire somebody. I don't know how she is at this point, but I'm going to retire somewhere. Kids were moving to LA. Kids were moving to New York. The kids will slip up. They always do. I don't condone it, but I do understand why she did it. No, for sure. Absolutely. I just think they're in a world... She could have even just like left the kids now, that, at somebody's house yeah, and disappeared. Like that there is, is a what world she should have did where she didn't have to kill them. Else. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's always a world where you cannot be an awful fucking person. <laughs> but um, fair. <laughs> in terms of her rhetoric yeah. and how she clearly thinks, no, yeah, yeah, her actions track. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they do. They fully track. Well, Bell's farm was approximately 42 acres. Oh, my God. And today the land is divided into different properties. The number one paranormal sighting on the property is floating orbs. Mm -hmm. Many people who live on the land state seeing strange orbs in their backyards. They've also heard sudden screaming in the middle of the night coming from nowhere. Residents with dogs have watched their pets stare into the darkness and bark nonstop all night long. Residents have called police thinking there was intruders in their house, but when the police investigate, no one is there. The police have also showed up to a call, and when they enter the property, the house hasn't been lived in in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Which is my favorite. It's like, so a ghost is calling the police yep. to come check this house. Uh, People have also heard intense arguing coming from nowhere. So those are like the main paranormal things happening on the The, property. The ground is haunted. The spirits are unrested. Yeah. And that's what I think a ghost is, right? Like they didn't have a chance to be able to pass on successfully into the afterlife because their head's decapitated. They don't have limbs. They don't have fucking teeth. Yeah. And I do, for some reason, think all of the body has to either be burned. Like I think decapitated bodies for some reason don't transition yeah i get i i talk a lot about on this podcast about justice Mm -hmm. and if and what we believe bell got away no justice was ever served for their deaths and so for me that's a reason why unsolved right ghosts would stay around yeah 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 Yeah. um would you live no (laughs) this is why i get the history of every place that i want to live I think that's really important. Yeah. Of, like, what happened here, whatever yeah. history you can access. Like, that's why New York is so fucking traumatized, because of the amount of slaves that are under the literal grounds we walk on. Girl, for real, though. And obviously immigrants and, like, yeah. all of these unrested bodies yeah. that we commute over top of daily. Well, I, I did a season about New York City, and I did Washington Square Park, which mm-hmm. has thousands of bodies yes, still under which it. which is where I went to school, which is why I, I know there is one of the buildings that was an asylum turned jail, now freshman year dorm, um, the t-shirt factory. Yep, that burned down. Girl. Yeah. Um, also, I think that's where, like, little africa quote-unquote was back in the day so it's just yeah just north like kind of greenwich village area little africa on top of the literal millions of african bodies Ah! 
Um, yeah, that's also why NYU's haunted. NYU is haunted for many. Yeah, no, reasons. it's bone chilling. Yeah. Like I remember many a night as a freshman, just like feeling unrest walking by near or in Washington Square Park at like yeah. three in the morning by myself. Yeah. And obviously like I'm a stone's throw away from any kind of safety I would need access to because NYU owns every little building around that <laughs> yeah. park. And even then like it wasn't physical unrest. It was a spiritual unrest. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I believe in Nuts. the shits y'all. So any final thoughts on this story before... I do want it to be so desperately some kind of like sacrifice element. I don't think it was. I do think she was just after material gain, but yeah, which unfortunate for the sake of this podcast and for the fun of it all, she was doing it to sacrifice to something. Yeah. No, I get that. I, if you lived on the property without knowing or nobody like, like told you about it, uh, or they didn't know, and you experienced something, would you, like, book immediately? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah, I grew up with ghosts and spirits in my house. Um, my dad's a pastor, not the world's best person. Definitely had a lot of juju around him. So I would see ghosts, like, in my Or not ghosts. I would see spirits in my house literally all the time. And kind of, like, the ones with malintent obviously couldn't book it at 13 right but i know now yeah to book it and i do have like resources to like banish them and get them out and like Mm -hmm. i know how to do all of that too but like there's a certain point or a certain register feeling where you know yeah there's no banishing this right or getting rid of it yeah like do you have a specific story or like incident that happened that you were like or maybe even your first one where you're like oh this is real. my first one was when i was like four no four is way too young maybe six let's go with five or six um in alabama my great granddad died it's the first time i remember being there um and they would tell us, like, if you walk around at night and you walk through, like, a patch of cold air, like, literally just, like, a patch of cold air, like, that's a spirit mm-hmm. apparition that you walked through. And surely the fuck enough, it will happen often. Yeah. Because my family lived in, like, a very untouched, underdeveloped town. Gotcha. So no paved roads, no street lights. Yeah. So... Those kind of towns to me, I think, often have spirits just roaming. And not necessarily maliciously. Right. Yeah, from the time I was like six. Gotcha. I was like, this shit is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obviously terrified at six. Oh, But I wasn't by myself. Like, so, (laughs) you know, that made it feel better. I was like, if anything is about to pop off, like, it's like me and my cousins and my aunts and uncles just walking around at night. They all felt it? It was like a collective feeling? Or was it? It was just me. Gotcha. And obviously they were like, Maria, girl. And I'm like, no! <laughs> no, that was a spirit! <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Do you still feel or anything like to stay? Oh, no, I or still see spirits quite often. New York, New York is full of them. I just yeah, don't yeah. let myself get caught up in the like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, clock it, register it, keep it pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can feel it in people in particular. Like, nightlife is a very interesting space for that reason. But 
I don't know. I do consider myself spiritually protected in a sense of like, you know, and when you know, act accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like my third eye is popped the fuck <laughs> open. Okay, y'all. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining me. This was crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about this literally all week. I hope I don't dream about it because I also do that dream, often. Dream about murder. Um, yeah, like, I remember I had this dream of, like, this boat in, I think Germany, no, not Germany, obviously it would be Germany, but somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on, not in my dream, I was on the boat, we were going over waves, and then, like, the waves, like, crashed into the boat, mm-hmm. and, like, shattered the windows, um, water obviously filled the boat, some people died, and I'm scrolling on Twitter less than a week later and see an exact clip of exactly what I dreamed. And I was like, oh, no, this <laughs> shit is, is real. That is nuts. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. If I come to you talking about girl, I astro traveled to the farm. <laughs> and listen, that shit is bone chilling. Did you hear about that story? My friend Ashana just sent me a uh, article about this woman had like body parts in her fridge in brooklyn or something uh-uh. like that uh-uh. i was like hold on hold on i got like did she it. not know how they got there or they were like bitch why are their body parts in I your think, fridge i think she was arrested oh my god body parts found in fridge inside flat bush apartment woman in custody abc seven news well so well um this is all I will say. That area is known as the Little Caribbean. Do your research on some of the spiritual practices of the Caribbean. Yeah. And if you decide to put two and two together, I'm not making any claims. Yeah. But I'm saying that does make sense to me. Yeah. The investigation is still ongoing, so I don't know the rest of it. My favorite quote in this article, though, is from a neighbor who said, quote, that's something you see in Colorado or Wyoming, not here in Brooklyn, New York, unquote. And I'm like... And see, that neighbor doesn't know where they live because (laughs) the history of hoodoo, voodoo in particular. Again, I'm only bringing those up because those are the ones that I have knowledge of. No, but for real. But the history of that in this city is so incredibly rich. Yeah. And so unknown by people who just don't have the capacity to see and or understand the world in that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Because I do think a lot of people don't have the foresight, clarity, um, spiritual sensitivity to be able to clock things like that. Yeah. Well, it's the same idea as like people in small towns being like, that only happens in New York City. And it's like, well... (laughs) But no, the reason why I'm so kind to people, y'all, is because spiritually, I fully, like, a thousand percent believe what you put out is what you get back to yeah. you tenfold. Meaning, as long as I'm, like, kind and pure in my intent, which obviously I'm a human, so I'm going to fuck up. Like, that's just that. But if the vast majority of my attempt is kindness it makes it easier to feel things like people wanting to be awful to you because you were awful to them. And by awful, I mean hexes. Right. Sentencing spirits on you. Like, that shit is real. Yeah. I know it to be true. Do you mind if I ask you what religion you grew up? Baptist. Southern Baptist. Gotcha. Yeah. So very much like, oh no, none of the occultism and like, 
spiritual, scary, demonic things are real because God can. And it's like, but that's exactly why they're real. Like, yeah, yeah. I've seen my dad, quote unquote, like pray demons out of children and like help people who are like, I'm seeing shit and like all of that crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is why I believe it. I feel it. Yeah. No, I've seen my fair share of things. I also talked to a demonologist last summer, and that was an interesting conversation. That's a fun one. It was. Yeah, I like after talking to him, I was like, I can see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I do think like, for me, ghosts necessarily aren't like bad. Yeah, they're just unrested souls. They're I just think. yeah, they're just there, Which whether they, they know it or not. Angry, right. and they may be like traumatized, but exactly. Poltergeist on the other side, other other hand, like more demonic mm-hmm. or like, oh, yeah, demon. I don't know. Yeah, no, I it's, will never as an actress work on any kind of horror film that is about a possession, possession based, yeah, or bringing a spirit or a demon into this reality right. or like opening some portal because that shit is real. Have you done a Ouija board? No, that's why I don't. Yeah. Um, and people have tried to do it with me in college often because I went to where, right? Um, (laughs) and I didn't do it because I was like, A, all of you are spiritually stupid, which means like the, the right kinds of wrong spirits. Yeah. You're the perfect access point. Right. And y'all don't know how to see shit like that. But guess who does? Me. So I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I will see myself out. Thank you. Yeah. No. No, I've never done it either. Um, I also have no interest in contacting the dead. I have no interest yeah. in speaking. Until I am dead and in the spirit world myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no reason in this plane in my very human form to like necessitate needing more awareness than what I already have of yeah. it as an outsider looking in. Yeah. I'm okay with spirits and ghosts or whatever yeah. contacting me if that's what they exactly. need. Exactly. But I don't need I'm to. not reaching out. Exactly. Like, if a family member passes on, you will never see me being like, I just need to hear their voice one more time. Right. Nah. Yeah. You stay where you are. Yeah. I want to keep the memories they currently have. Exactly. You can come to me and we can talk <laughs> then, but I'm not calling to I'm not opening a door to a portal. Right, if right, one right. is opened for and or to me... Well, by a very uh, specific person. That's like you saw talk to me. Yeah, yeah, very that. Where it's like every time we grab, grab the hand, it's somebody different. It's like, no, I would I'm, never have grabbed the hand. I'm good, thanks. Would <laughs> never have grabbed the hand. Yeah, same. And that's what I mean. Like those kind of movies, mm-hmm. y'all will not see me in it. Yeah, I would probably be more in like a saw. Or like a, <laughs> I would love to see Halloween. you in a saw. I would love like, to see you in a saw, please. Saw twenty five. Mari, not even that much. A thriller, a yeah. like me acting like my leg is getting chopped off. Tease, yeah. Murder mystery. I'd love to see you in a saw. I would love to see you in um like when the stranger calls. Yeah. Like one of those. Yes. Someone's in the house, so I exactly. don't know where they are. Um, um I might not do those either though, because I could see a world where that kinda shakes me up and traumatizes me a Well, lot. it can get intense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, like, aftercare of, like, next time I'm in my house and I hear... Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna be a producer one day when I have the money. Yeah, of course. You'll... I know you'll do it. You'll That's gonna be part of want. my EGOT yeah. status. One of those will be a producing award. 
Look, you're kind of already producing your own podcast eee, called Cliffhangers. So go listen. Out. Season one is ending this Thursday. Comes out every Thursday mm-hmm. during the season. Yep. So this is episode eight. Ten. ten? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, this is our ten. Well, y'all will have ten episodes to go listen to before season two comes out. So ours is more about nightlife. Oh. That's okay. Not this spooky. Well. That's a... Well. <laughs> actually. <laughs> there are some jump scares. Many. But... <laughs> Thank you for having me, babe. This is so fun. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining me. Um, y'all can follow Haunted Hometowns on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm trying to post more on TikTok. But uh, you'll get guest info like Marie's photos, upcoming news. Mm. Marie, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Marie, that is M-A-R-I-Y-E-A-A-A-A. Um, Twitter as well. I will post on TikTok eventually, I promise. <laughs> it's just... No, I had it, was not following anyone. Opened it up the other day because I'm not on it often. Yeah. And somehow had like 300 follower requests. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did y'all find me? I don't even use this. This is crazy. She's so, a star. Follow me there. There's nothing there, but you know. But eventually. Soon, Soon. actually. I think I have a project coming Ooh. where I'm going to use TikTok. Exciting. Yeah. Any show you do a drag race viewing every Friday? Every Friday. I am at Fresco's Grand Cantina in Astoria. It's a restaurant with some incredible food. Me and Suddenly Audrey host the viewing party for Drag Race with Adriana Trinta. Every Thursday, you can catch my good sister, Julie J, and I at Metropolitan for Ooh Girl. Uh, Another guest from the podcast. Julie was on a previous episode, so go listen to... If you're in New York City, check out Metropolitan in Brooklyn. Go see these lovely women perform the house down. Everyone says Fresco's food is incredible. It is. Get the salmon, (laughs) y'all. Work. I need to go, because I do want to go, so maybe one of these viewings i'll come get the salmon to frescoes and make the journey up to a story it is a journey but they do feed me which is why i go fair (laughs) worth it exactly anytime free food is involved Mm -hmm. it's worth it oh i'll be there every time (laughs) i love it if you have any paranormal experiences you'd like shared on the podcast uh email me at hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com could be anything from a ghost leading you to their grave so you can solve their case and become famous to passing a black cat walking under a ladder opening an umbrella inside and smashing mirror all in one day let me know and i will meet you all back here in a couple weeks because everyone loves a ghost story Ooh, this place haunted <laughs> <laughs> The music is by Tyre. Follow him on social media at Queer Popstar and go stream his music at T-H-A-I-R. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on social media at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. I got my information from Wikipedia, legendsofamerica.com, yesterdaysamerica.com, and psychologytoday.com. <laughs>